the Homebrew Magic Podcast. My name is Nelson, and this week I'm flying solo thanks to the holidays. Uh, since we had the first major weekend of the holidays upon us, it was a little too much logistically to get us all together, um, so you're stuck with me this week. Uh, I know in last week's Ultimate Masters announcement you know, reaction episode that we had, we mentioned getting into our episode about formats this week, but Wizards pulled a fast one on everybody and finally spoiled the entire Ultimate Masters set earlier this week. Uh, I figured there couldn't be a much more perfect topic for a quick turnaround episode on a short notice with a small crew, so you're going to get my... Uh, a handful of my favorite cards that are going to be reprinted uh, from each color and you know also including multicolor artifact and lands uh, i'm going to try to stay away from box toppers as much as possible but in some of the sections that just have you know not much like obviously your main colors your main five colors there's quite a few cards to choose from but you, you get to the lands the artifacts the colorless you know whatever uh, there's not a whole lot to choose from that aren't box toppers so I'm going to I'm going to avoid them when possible, but also I'm not going to say that there are no box toppers in this list because a, a few of them were. But as far as major colors are concerned, I, I am trying to shy away from them as much as possible. Uh, that being said, let's get right into the reveal. I'm going to go in order of listing on the Wizards spoiler page. I'm going to link that in the show notes in case you want to follow along. But basically, we're going to go uh, starting with white and then through all those cards in alphabetical order. Uh, if you go to that page, just filter by all cards. It's going to have them all on the page then, and then you can just kind of scroll as we go. If you so feel, obviously, you know, hey, if you're driving, let's let's try not to do that. Um, and anyway, let's get going. So, like I said, we're going to start with white. The first card I have here uh, is Containment Priest. So I'm really happy that this is being reprinted. I think it's a super, super utility card, no matter the format. If you're playing modern, if you're playing legacy, if you're playing, um, you know, commander, whatever. It's a it's a two two cleric uh, for two land, one generic, and one white. Uh, it has flash speed, which is great. Anytime you can flash a creature out with instant speed, um, you're doing something. You know, you're in business. And also, its 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 um, effect is is pretty awesome. Its ability. So, if a non-token creature would enter the battlefield and it was not cast, exile it instead. So basically, if somebody's pulling cards out, uh, you know, without being cast, and they're trying to drop them on the board, boom, you flash this guy out, and boop, it's exiled. So really happy to see that coming back. It, it's printed at rare again here. It's a fantastic card. It's a card I don't have my hands on yet. So one thing that the master sets do is they, you know, kind of flood the market with reprints, right? Uh, even though this is a much more limited run, it's it's what they're trying to do, make some cards more accessible to people. As we discussed in our previous episode, this is one card that I cannot wait to get my hands on a copy of. Really hoping it's it, it comes in the box that I had. This next card I have, um, it, it's, it's a common, it's a card that I don't know other people might, you know, give two shits about. I'm glad it's back. I think it's really useful, especially in limited play. But in all honesty, this common is useful in in any format, in my opinion, and that is God's willing. It's an instant for one white mana, and it it uh, reads: target creature you control gains protection from the color of your choice until end of turn, and scry one. So not only do you get to save your creature's ass, you also get to scry one. So you can either. Uh, you know, you know what's coming next, and if you like it, you keep it. If you don't, shoot it to the bottom of your library, and then you know, kind of give yourself a second chance. So, this card is pretty powerful for just one one white mana, and it's common. So, this card is I love it in Popper. I love to play Popper. I think it's a really fun format, and this is just a card I like. You know, as I said before, across all formats. So, God's willing, it's a common, but it's an instant for one. Give creature uh, target creature you control protection from the color of your choice until end of turn and scry super powerful super cheap super useful glad to see it back kind of going down that same you know common path i i I tried to pick some stuff that might fly under the radar otherwise and just stuff that i had you know that was printed in the past that i got in the original sets and i really enjoyed back then that I'm really happy to see come back. So this this next card is Hyena Umbra. It's an aura enchantment for one white land. Uh, it, it is a common. It's an enchant creature, and the enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one, and has first strike. So that alone for just one land is great. However, a bonus for the Umbras is that they are totem armor. So if the enchanted creature would be destroyed, instead remove all damage from that creature and destroy this aura. So if you've got totem armor like up and down your creature, boom, you get to choose which one to remove and your creature stays alive. So that's a, that's a common and it's, and it's a, 
a, a one drop basically to to give your creature you know they got to kill it twice in essence plus it gets plus one plus one and first strike as long as that totem is attached to it it's I, I love that card. It's useful in limited. It's useful in popper. It's even useful in formats like commander if you're running like uh, you know bant enchantments or or even a, an all white deck. You know whatever. I I love this card. I'm really glad it's coming back. The the next card on my list is uh, a rare that I'm I'm glad wasn't a box topper um, because I think that they picked you know a, a few especially the lands notwithstanding they picked some good ones to be box toppers right liliana karn tarmogoyf all those great cards um this is another rare that they could have used as one of the uh you know kind of filler box toppers but they didn't and that's revel arc it's a it's a four three elemental for five land four generic and one white it has flying when it leaves the battlefield return up to two target creature cards with power two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield and it has evoke for six so that's five generic and one white so evoke for those of you that may not be totally familiar with it off the top of your head you can cast this spell for its evoke cost if you do it gets sacrificed as soon as it enters the battlefield so revel arc yeah it's a four three flyer for five right which is not that great however because you can evoke it and uh it's it's you 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 pay the evoke cost to sack it right away and in essence get two cards back right it's kind of a a two for one deal if you will for what six mana so that can be super powerful in in a lot of formats uh i think it's going to see some play in in modern and and definitely uh find its way back into uh commander decks as well so it's a card that you know it's not super great but i'm I'm excited to see kind of make its return right um they could have picked excuse me they could have picked a lot worse cards uh but they could have picked they could have picked better obviously but i'm this is a card that i'm i'm definitely okay with being reprinted and the last the last white card i picked here uh i tried to go five from the main colors uh so this is number five for white and that is ruined halo now this is a card that uh, i believe was only printed in one set before getting reprinted here and i think it really needed to be reprinted it's an enchantment for two white mana and as it enters the battlefield you get to choose a card name and then you now have protection from the chosen name so you can't be targeted dealt damage or enchanted by anything with that name now it's it's i think it's probably a little overpriced it's got some some use in in uh, modern and legacy formats and also in commander but it's one of those cards that i think it's so rare having only been printed once that the price is kind of artificially inflated so if you're looking for you know this card because it is useful in in whatever you're trying to run in your deck then i think that you're going to be happy to see this reprinted because even if you know say you're cracking packs or buying a box or whatever um and you don't get one i still think it's going to drop the price uh of of the ultimate masters version and and the original version uh, to something a little bit more manageable uh for some players so happy to see that reprinted think it's going to be good for all players you know obviously people who are collectors and like their inflated prices don't want to see price drops but i think this is one that's good it's a smart reprint i was surprised but pleasantly surprised to see it included in this set so now that we're done with white we're going to move on to blue and the first blue card that i'm happy to be reprinted is back to basics um you know now this is an enchantment for three land two generic and one blue and non-basic lands don't untap during their controllers untap steps so if you're running basically no matter what format it is right except for maybe limited depending on on the set you're drafting uh, guilds of ravnica notwithstanding since there are non-basic lands all over the place in that uh you know it, this is a this is a really good if you're running stacks you know you're trying to uh, deny your opponent stuff and you know that they're heavy and not basic lands so this allows uh forces them to really use them when they want to and then risk them just staying you know untapped or not staying tapped and not untapping right so definitely a great card for that kind of blue control um you know board manipulation that you're trying to do really happy to see back to basics reprinted and again kind of like ruined halo this is going to help with the, the the prices and make it a little bit more affordable for some people who maybe you know be priced out of it right now uh, next blue card I've got is Circular Logic. It's an instant for three land, two generic, one blue. 
Counter target spell unless its controller pays one generic mana for each card in your graveyard. So if you're sur- if you're running a surveil deck or some sort of you know self mill or you're being milled by your opponent or whatever, as long as you can fill that graveyard, there's a ton of ways in blue and black to to fill that graveyard, right? So you can really stack the shit out of this one, and I think this is going to see some some serious play in in limited formats. But I know I want it for commander because think about it if you're running a hundred card deck how much can you just abuse that graveyard right and then just really screw somebody with a card like this it also has a madness cost for one blue mana and madness again if you discard this card discard it into exile when you do cast it for its madness cost or put it into your graveyard so that also comes in handy instead of three if you have to discard it or choose to discard it you know if you force yourself to discard some way somehow then you're only paying one one blue land rather than three so it's super efficient it's a great counter magic card i'm really happy to see it reprinted Uh, the next one i've got is is frantic search this is a this is a common it's an instant for three land two generic one blue I also have to say real quick, uh, Epic Stream had a really cool write-up earlier this week. I'll, I'll see if I can find the link and put that in the show notes as well. Um, there are 13 confirmed Easter eggs in the art for this, you know, from other other art, right, throughout Magic history. Um, so it was a really cool read. I enjoyed, you know, kind of doing the... Uh, the the search and find right like ooh where 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 are these and what do they reference so I'll, I'll link that in the show notes if you have time to, to take a look and you haven't seen it yet it, it's pretty cool but the card itself like I said it's an instant for three two generic one blue draw two cards then discard two cards and then untap up to three lands so if you've got the mana to pay for it at first after the spell resolves you're basically you've basically paid nothing to uh, draw two cards. Yes, you have to pitch two, but maybe you've got some stuff that you can get rid of. Or when you're discarding two cards, maybe you're trying to play something, um, you know, like Circular Logic or something else that has a, a madness cost. And hey, look, now I'm forcing myself to discard, you know, two. Th- and I and I played Frantic Search at instant speed. Now I can play Circular Logic or something else at instant speed, and boom, pay the madness cost. Now we're good to go, right? So it's 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 super uh, super utility. I, I'm glad it's back. The original art was really cool. I do like this new art too, especially once you take the time to check out the Easter eggs. It, it's just re- a really nice homage um, that, let's see here, Mitchell Mallow, Mitchell Malloy, hold on, Mitchell Malloy, right? Uh, he's the artist of the new version and he he did a great job with it and I, you, you guys definitely need to check it out. The next card that's on my list is one that uh, I've never had, but I've I've never shelled out for it, right? Um, but it's a card that I'm glad to see reprinted. I really hope I pull it, and if I don't, I'm probably just going to finally bite the bullet and pick up a copy, and that is Glenelendra Archmage. So it's a fairy wizard. It's a 2-2 flyer for four land. It's uh, three colorless and one blue, and everybody knows what, what this card does, right? Tap one blue land and sacrifice the Archmage and counter target non-creature spell. So great, awesome. Counter magic on the board plus a 2-2 flyer. This is, this is good, right? However, it's got persist. So when this creature dies, if it had no minus one, minus one counters on it, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control with a minus one, minus one counter on it. So basically for four land, you're getting two um, non, non-creature spell counter spells for one blue land each time you cast it or you know you've got a 2-2 flyer uh, a 1-1 flyer and there's a ton of other stuff you can do with this card but if you're reading just what that card does on its own that's kind of the gist of it it's uh pretty pricey right now so i'm like i said happy to see it reprinted hope i pull it if not probably going to finally um buy buy one and and stick it in my wizard edh deck kind of want to do some rebuilding with that anyway and this is a card that i'm really looking forward to finally using the final blue card I've got in my list is uh, Visions of Beyond. It's an instant for one blue. It allows you to draw a card. And if a graveyard has 20 or more cards in it, uh, draw three cards instead. So this is definitely super utility, especially if you're running blue, um, blue, black. You know, again, that graveyard manipulation, whether it's through mill, discard, whatever, if you can pump that graveyard full, then, I mean, drawing one card for one blue land with no penalty is great already because the the greatest um what how do i want to put this the the greatest um 
uh, man, I can't even think of the word I want. The the best thing you can do for yourself, the greatest advantage, right? There we go. The greatest advantage in magic is card draw. And blue gives you that more so than any other color. So if you can draw into whatever you need to win, uh, you know, it just shoots your chances up higher. So one one card for one land is great. However, like I said, if you've already set yourself up and your graveyard's pretty damn full, then boom, now you're getting three cards for one. Are, you know, are you, are you kidding me? So really happy to see this reprinted. I don't have a copy right now, so this is another one that I'm going to go out and get um, if I don't pull it from a pack, right? Really, really, really excited to see it. So moving on from blue, we're going to go to black next. And the first black card that I have in my list is Entomb. So this is an instant for one black land. You get to search your library for a card, put that card into your graveyard, and then shuffle your library. So basically, this is a graveyard tutor, right? This is demonic tutor for one less land, and you're tutoring rather than for your board state to put it into your graveyard, which I suppose you could kind of call your board state since it's out there. Uh, but you know what I mean. It's not on your battlefield, right? Uh, it's in your graveyard. So this is, a, this is a fantastic card. It's super, super utility, and it's, you know, you can play it at instant speed, and if you're running graveyard manipulation, graveyard recursion, you know, whatever, uh, this is this is the card you need. So I'm, I'm really happy to see it reprinted. It, it's pretty pricey it, right now. It, it it needed to come back. So I'm really happy to see it. I play a lot of black. This this is very, very exciting for me. And I've, I also love the flavor text on, on it. It's, um, you know, Ghoul Caller Ghoul Gisa is credited with this quote, and it's, I'll return once you've ripened. I just think that's such a cool, like, on flavor, you know, uh, piece of flavor text for for Entomb. Uh, moving on, we've got another card that I'm really happy is reprinted. Uh, it, it's not priced. I, I think it's around four bucks right now. Um, so it's not like you know price too high for anybody. But it's just cool to see it reprinted with new art, and it's just a super useful card, especially with Guilds of Ravnica having come out and a lot more focus on the graveyard lately. Uh, lately. So that card is Golgari Thug. It's a 1-1 human warrior for two land, one generic and one black. When it dies, put target creature card from your graveyard on top of your library. Okay, so we got a little bit of graveyard and library manipulation. That's cool. But also, you dredge four. So if you draw a card, instead, you may put exactly four cards from the top of your library into your graveyard. If you do, return this card from your graveyard to your hand otherwise draw a card so you can just continue recycling this thing throughout your graveyard um, while manipulating your library with its with its other ability when it dies this is a card that's super useful uh, you know again as you'll notice because of the way i play and the things i look for i'm a big fan of graveyard recursion and manipulation so this is something that i like it's a great recycle card i'm really happy to see it reprinted and as I'm really happy to see this next card reprinted too. So uh, the next one on my black list is Shriek Maw. It's an elemental 3-2 creature for 5 land. That would be 4 generic and 1 black land. And one of the reasons I'm really happy to see this card come back is because how, you know, you just don't see fear anymore. Obviously, it's kind of uh, something they've shied away from. So when they reach back into the annals of, of magic and, and pick cards to reprint, when you see those old abilities come back it's it's kind of exciting so it, again as a black player fear is something i used to love um and and it's back on this card so it, the creature can't be blocked except by artifact creatures and or black creatures right so that's a cool ability in and of itself but one of the other things i love is that when it enters the battlefield destroy target non-artifact non-black creature so as long as you're not playing with someone who's running mono black with a splash of artifacts chances are you're going to have something to get rid of um you know in this or with this ability, excuse me. So yeah, it's five land, but it's a three-two, and it's got it's got that ability. Now again, this also has evoke, so you can cast it for one generic and one black land. And again, evoke. Once you cast it for the evoke spell, you have to sacrifice it when it enters the battlefield. So if you just want board wipe, uh, or I shouldn't say board wipe, but if you want uh, uh, creature destruction, right? Um, then you're just paying two, and you're sacking Shriek Maw immediately. But you. So you lose the creature aspect, but you get that creature destruction. So that's a card that, you know, it's an uncommon. It's it's not the greatest card ever. It's not the worst card ever. It's just one that I'm personally happy to see, um, you know, kind of reappear, make a make an appearance here um, in, in this set. The next card, uh, the next black card I've got here is Songs of the Damned. So this is an instant for one black land, and, and it's reprinted here at Uncommon. And 
uh, this card allows you to add one swamp for each creature card in your graveyard. Oh, guess, look at that. Ryan, again, talking about graveyard manipulation. So um, this is kind of like Dark Ritual on roids, right? It, it, it Instead of just three black land, if you've got more than three creatures in your graveyard, boom, now you've got whatever black land you need to cast whatever it is you need to cast. So it's... There's not too much to say about this card other than it's super utility um, if you use it strategically, and I'm really happy to see it reprinted. It's also uh, one one thing I have noted here that I wanted to mention about it is Songs of the Damned originally was printed in Ice Age, and I don't think it's been reprinted since. So if, if you've listened to our, our first episode of Homebrew Magic, you, you know that I started playing back um, when 4th Edition came out, and... Uh, right after that is when Ice Age came out. So I played a lot. My formative years, right, were during that period. So it's just exciting to see some of the cards that that were around when I started over 20 years ago um, make an appearance now. It's it's I, I'm you know oh hey nostalgia factor right. I think it's really cool. It's exciting to me. I'm happy to see this card reprinted. It just has a special place in my heart. Um, the last black card that's on my list is uh, Spoils of the Vault. This is also an instant for one black land. And this card reads, choose a card name. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a card with that name. Then put that card into your hand. Exile all other cards revealed this way, and you lose one life for each of the exiled cards. So if you're playing, um, you know, something with, you know, Dredge or... You know, that graveyard manipulation and also surveilling, scrying, whatever you can do to kind of stack your deck, um, that gives you um, the advantage when you're playing a card like Spoils of the Vault. Otherwise, it's it's almost like another card I have coming up here in this next color um, that it's, it's kind of like a gamble for you, right? So in a pinch, if you need it, I'm going to call this out and see what the hell happens. Otherwise, you know, if you're able to successfully manipulate your library, it's a, it's a great way to draw into whatever it is that you need. So definitely happy to see Spoils of the Vault um, reprinted here. And now we'll move on to red. So the first card that I have on my list from red is Anger. This is a 2-2 incarnation creature for four land, three generic and one red. He's got haste. Uh, so a 2-2 haste for four, it's like, meh, I don't know about that. However, as long as anger is in your graveyard and you control the mountain, creatures you control have haste. So if you're running, uh, if you're running red, then, you know, or, you know, mono red, super easy, but, you know, red with anything else and you've got anger and he's, you know, you can get him into your graveyard, uh, whether he's killed by someone or killed by you if you deal direct damage to your own creature, or discard him, whatever, just get him in that graveyard. Um, all creatures you control have haste. That is something that you can't put a price on, uh, in my opinion. You know, making your creatures faster is always a good thing, and if you can get rid of summoning sickness across the board, why wouldn't you want to do it? Uh, like I said, this is another one of those, like, well, there are definitely better cards out there, but I'm still excited to see it reprinted. So, Anger's back. I'm very happy about that. I'm also very happy about this next card, uh, also printed at Uncommon. It is Conflagrate. This is a red sorcery spell for 2x. Uh, I should say XX, to, just to clarify. So XX and one red mana. Conflagrate deals X damage divided as you choose among any number of targets. So this is great. Um, this is like Banefire spread out, right? In essence, although Banefire, I believe if you if you pay enough, it can't be countered or it does extra damage. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but this is just great red damage that you can choose to spread however you want, especially if you've got the mana to do it, right? Um, so hey, maybe Conflagrate, you know, in a in a in a red black deck and say something like Songs of the Damned into Conflagrate if you've got a full graveyard. Well, now you're just spreading a whole shitload of damage all across you know, whatever amount of targets you want. So I love this card. Happy to see it come back. It also has flashback and the flashback is two red. And in, so instead of XX red, this is uh, two red and X. And that X this time is discarding cards. So if you've got a, a decent sized hand or even a small hand, but there's something you want to do extra damage to or take out because it's small, then you can do that um, as a flashback. So, or, you know, hey, if you're playing Reliquary Tower, pump the shit out of your hand and then, you know, conflagrate huge all over again uh it's a utility card i'm happy to see it come back it's 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 definitely going to see some play um at least you know from me uh the next card is 
actually the card I was alluding to when I was talking about Spoils of the Vault, and if you were listening closely, I gave away the name of it uh, when I said Spoils of the Vault can kind of be a gamble, and this card is Gamble. It's a sorcery for one red mana, and it allows you to search your library for a card, put that card into your hand, discard a card at random, and then shuffle your library. So this is just a cool card. Um, it's it's on on um, on flavor for red, in my opinion, right? So hey, super cheap. Go find what you want, throw it in your hand, but then guess what? Shuffle that hand and then randomly discard a card from it, or you know, shuffle that hand and have your opponent randomly choose a card, and that's what you got to discard. However you want to do it. Um, you got to, and then also you get a library shuffle at the end, but it's just, it's super on flavor for red. Excuse me. It's, uh, it's, it's super utility. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm happy to see it reprinted and I'm definitely going to run this as well. Um, the next red card I have is Lava Spike. So this is an arcane sorcery for one red land. And basically it is a specialized lightning bolt, right? Lava Spike deals three damage to target player or planeswalker. Need to get those pesky counters off a planeswalker that you just can't hit? Boom, Lava Spike. Need to, uh, you know, get over the top and just zap a player for three quick damage? Boom, Lava Spike. I love this card, it's super cheap. It deals direct damage to either your opponent or a planeswalker they control and unless they've got counter magic you know there's really not much people are going to be able to do about it really happy to see this come back i would have liked to see lightning bolt come back as well uh just because who doesn't love lightning bolt and every time it gets reprinted it's like three bucks and you can always get like 10 copies if you buy enough packs so that's not bad either um you can never have enough lightning bolts and you can never have enough lava spikes definitely glad to see this one come back the last red card I have, um, I picked not necessarily because of <laughs> of what it does. It's it's not bad, right? It's not a bad card, but actually this one I picked almost strictly for the art. So that's Malevolent Whispers. This is a sorcery for four land, three generic, and one red. Uh, it's an uncommon, and it allows you to gain control of target creature until end of turn. Untap that creature. It gets plus two, plus zero, and gains haste until end of turn. So this is an act of treason, right? That also gives the creature plus two, plus zero, which is why it's a little bit more expensive. I believe um, act of treason is two generic and one red, right? Um, You know, and then you get the creature and you can untap it and it gets haste. Uh, This also has a madness cost. So three generic and one red. So if you discard it, um, you can pay the madness cost, which is, you know, the same, but it allows you to play something while you're discarding it. So the, the, one of the other reasons, you know, like I said, I really like the art on this. Um, it's badass because I'm trying to figure out if the artist was um, Greg Staples, if he is either a big Stephen Colbert fan or maybe a big Kyle McLaughlin fan. Uh, for all you, you know, Twin Peaks fans out there, I love Twin Peaks. I love Kyle McLaughlin. I also love Stephen Colbert. Uh, when I looked at this, the first thing I thought was uh, Stephen Colbert. So I was reading in some forums about it, and other people say they see Kyle McLaughlin, and I hadn't even thought of that at first. So looking at it now, I, I can I can see either one, whichever one I want to, especially if you're thinking, if you're a Twin Peaks fan, um, you know, hey, spoilers ahead if you're not, you might want to skip ahead 15 seconds, but uh, a little bit of evil coop in here, right? Um, that that maniacal kind of grin is this this demon's whispering into his ears. So I'm, I'm happy. It, it's a useful card, but I'm more happy about the art and that they didn't change it because it's so awesome. Um, Moving on from red, we're now in green. And just like I said, I was really happy that anger was back. I'm happy that Brawn is back. Brawn is a 3-3 incarnation creature for four land. That's three generic and one green. It's a 3-3 trample. And as long as it is in your graveyard and you control a forest, other creatures you control have trample. So where anger gives haste, brawn gives trample, which is fantastic in you know mono green stompy. Where if you've got creatures that you can pump up but may not have trample, get this guy into your graveyard. Now everybody's got trample unless your opponent can exile him or you know you bring him back or whatever you do. Um, but why would you do that? Really happy. I love this art. The the mossy green elephant um, is really cool. This is just a, a a card I'm very happy to have back. I think it's just just as fun to play with as anger is so when i saw that in the spoiler list i was i was a very very happy now this next card yeah 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 it's another box topper okay but who's not excited about eternal witness being reprinted 
Uh, Eternal Witness is a 2-1 human shaman for 3 land, 1 generic, and 2 green. And when it enters the battlefield, you may return target card from your graveyard to your hand. Now, it's not just target creature card or you know target instant or sorcery card. This lets you choose whatever you need based on the situation you're in. Uh, you can't really put uh, a price on that. It's it's fantastic. It's a great ability. It it there's just there's it's just you can't find a problem with it, right? And if you can if you've got ways to bring this thing back and then sack it and bring it back and sack it and bring it back and so on, then you're just constantly returning cards from your graveyard to your hand and it's just great great help in in graveyard recursion decks so super super happy to see eternal witness coming back um, this next card is another green card that i used to run the hell out of back in the day in in um any sort of green deck but i'm very happy to see it come back because i thought i had like three copies of this thing but i can't find any of them so either i totally lost them i traded or sold them or somebody just took them. Um, I'm going to guess it was either one or two because I don't really know any one of my friends who would be that shitty. Um, so either I traded them or sold them or somehow I lost three fauna shamans. This is a 2-2 elf shaman for two land, one generic, one green. And its ability for one forest and tapping it and also discarding a creature card, you get to search your library for a creature card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. So basically she is um, kind of like an elvish piper, you know, green creature um, tutor. Super, super useful in any kind of any kind of deck, no matter what you're looking for. So I'm, I'm super happy to see her come back. I think she hovers right between like 13 to 16 bucks, depending on, on where she's at in, from her original printing. So to see her come back, knock that price down just a few bucks is great. And just to see her, like I said, just to see her come back. They kept the art. She's a fantastic card. I, I'm super, super happy Fauna Shaman is coming back. Next green card on my list is Nourishing Shoal. This is an arcane instant for X and two green land. And it reads, you may exile a green card with converted mana cost X from your hand rather than pay this spell's mana cost. You gain X life. So if you've got the land and you want to use it, tap whatever you got and gain that much life after the first two green lands you've paid. Or if you're in a pinch and you've got something with a higher... Um, converted mana cost in your hand boom discard that and then you gain whatever that x amount is so it's just a it's a super utility uh instant right and you green definitely life gain right started off with stream of life back in the day and it's just it's just grown since then all the different ways you can gain life with uh instant and sorcery spells in green so this is one that i think needed a reprint and i'm, I'm really happy to see it come back and the next green card on my list, and the the last one here, uh, has art from the extremely talented Therese Nielsen. I love all of her stuff. If you guys are on Instagram and you don't follow Therese Nielsen's account, do that now. Go find her because she shares, like you know, start to finish um, what she does for her artwork, and it's it's fucking fantastic. Excuse my language, but she's she's phenomenal. She's an extremely talented artist. Everything she does is like. It almost looks stained glass, right? But there's so much going on. It's so beautiful. She is a fantastic out-of-this-world artist, and she sells her prints, right? So support her. Uh, check her out. This card by Therese Nielsen, Pattern of Rebirth. It is an aura enchantment for four land, uh, three generic and one green. It's an enchant creature. And when enchanted creature dies, that creature's controller may search their library for a creature card, put that card onto the battlefield, then shuffle their library. So much like Fauna Shaman, once you meet the requirements of this card, it's basically a creature tutor um, in green. So super useful, not super expensive, um, you know, because it lets you get that card out in a pinch when you need it. And um, again, the art, Therese Nielsen, she's amazing check her out find her on instagram or online any way you can check out all her art through magic and uh you know you're gonna love it moving on from green we go to multicolored and now i don't have um five of everything anymore i did five of all the main colors and then i just kind of pick and chose uh for the remainder right and again like i said i try to avoid box toppers but now that we're going into multicolored and artifact and land to round this out you're going to see that uh again especially in land i've got box toppers but you know what i stayed away from them where i could unless my excitement was too much you know i wanted to pull some stuff that 
you know, maybe other people might not be highlighting or might not think like, oh, hey, I'm glad that's back. And maybe I gave you a good reason to think so. Um, I just wanted to kind of get that said going into the, um, you know, the tail end here of, of what it is I'm discussing. So again, we're going to multicolored uh, and I'm trying to avoid box toppers. I believe I did in multicolor um, on purpose. And the first one I've got that I liked uh, being reprinted was Counter Squall. This is an instant for one blue and one black land. So get this shit for your Dimir decks. Counter target non-creature spell, its controller loses two life. So it's a counter spell. Yes, you're limited that it needs to be non-creature. However, it's only two land and it also forces the the um, the controller of that spell to lose two life. I mean, I don't really need to say much more than that. It's super useful. It's a fantastic card. It helps a lot when you're trying to get more counter magic in, you know, say commander or or even if you're playing limited and you pull manage to pull a couple of these uh, these uncommons. It's a great card. Happy to see it come back. Definitely useful. Definitely something I'm going to play. Uh, the next one is Sovereigns of Lost Alara. So some people like this card. Some people don't really care for it. Um, I'm glad it's back. This is a 4-5 creature spirit for 6 land. 4 generic, 1 white, 1 blue. It does have exalted, so whenever a creature you control attacks alone, that creature gets plus 1, plus 1 until end of turn. However, the second part of its ability, whenever a creature you control attacks alone, you may search your library for an aura card that would enchant that creature, put it onto the battlefield attached to that creature, and then shuffle your library. So not only does it get uh, plus one, plus one until end of turn, but now you get to go find whatever aura you want to put on that creature and just put it on there for free. Uh, and then you get also get a library shuffle out of that. So that's always fun too. It's, it's a super, super useful card. It's a little bit steep, but it's pretty powerful as well once, once you're able to get it rolling. So this is a card I'm really excited to see come back. And the last um, multicolor card I, I have come back is just one that's, uh, you know, kind of cutesy, kind of whimsical, but also really useless, or <laughs> useless, useful. And that is Slippery Boggle. This is a 1-1 beast creature for either one green or one blue land, and it's got hexproof. So it can't be the target of spells or abilities or opponent controls, right? That's fantastic and yeah it's only a 1-1 but you know hey maybe you use that to attack and you get a, a, a plus one plus one from sovereigns of lost alara or some other creature but remember that second ability from sovereigns you can go find an aura enchantment and put it on there and because it's hexproof um it's target of spells and abilities your opponent controls so you can enchant this thing and pump it up your opponent can't touch it though which is great um so you can do whatever you want to it. And also the, the flavor text is fantastic on this. Oggle the boggle or goggle the boggle. doesn't matter. You weren't going to catch it anyway. Happy to see that one come back. Um, and that's it for multicolor. So now we're going to go on to colorless. And the first one I'm really happy to see for, and all you Eldrazi slash colorless players are going to be happy to see, is All is Dust. This is a tribal Eldrazi sorcery card for seven generic, um, or colorless in this case, land. And each player sacrifices all colored permanents they control. So if you know that you're playing against somebody who doesn't run colorless, you know, like Eldrazi themed or whatever, then this card is fantastic to completely just decimate their board um, whenever you feel like it. It's a sorcery, so it's not super quick. You can only play it on your turn uh, in one of your main phases, pre or post combat. However, it's it's super powerful. And, you know, yeah, it's seven land, but that's not that bad late game commander um, or, you know, late game in any game if it allows you to completely wipe somebody's board. So happy to see all his dust come back. Also happy for this next one, Eldrazi Conscription. This is a tribal enchantment. It's an Eldrazi Aura, and that costs eight generic or colorless land. And it's an enchant creature. And enchanted creature gets plus 10, plus 10, gives it trample and annihilator two. So whenever it attacks, that player has to sacrifice two permanents. Now they can, obviously they choose which ones they want to um, sacrifice, but annihilator was uh, a keyword ability that I was super happy with when it came out. I thought the idea of the Eldrazi was awesome. Um, I really liked the Annihilator thing. Unless it was being used on me, then it pissed me off. But, you know, get good, right? Find a way to find a way to stop it. So happy to see Eldrazi Conscription come out. This is a or, or come back out. This is a card that's a, a little bit inflated in price, but it's super useful, right? It's just expensive. So hopefully the re-release kind of helps bring that price back down and make it more affordable for people. Um, but 
it's also a card that I think is going to kind of see a, a, an uptick in play right now that they're releasing some re-releasing some Eldrazi and um, some of these Eldrazi spells, right? Um, and the the last colorless card I have here, it is a box topper, but I have to say I have to have it on my list because it's just how excited I am to see it come back because I've never wanted to pay the singles price for this card. It's super expensive. It's only been printed once, and everybody who has it runs it in something, and that is Karn Liberated. He's a Planeswalker for seven generic, colorless, whatever you want to call it, land, and his plus his first ability is plus four. Target player exiles a card from their hand. His second ability is uh, minus three, exile target permanent, and his ultimate, minus 14, um, oh, I didn't say, he starts with six loyalty counters on him, right? So you have to pump him up uh, twice only to get his his um, his ultimate, if, if you can keep him from taking any damage or having counters removed in another way. Anyway, his ultimate, uh, minus 14, restart the game, leaving in exile all non-aura permanent cards exiled with Karn Liberated. Then put those cards onto the battlefield under your control. So you can save your own cards, or you can steal some shit from your opponent. And now it's yours once you restart the game. So he's definitely OP, definitely useful, and he's super fucking expensive right now, right? Uh, so I'm hoping this drops the value a little bit, or at least kind of floods the market and makes him a little bit easier to attain for right now. His his uh, box topper is going to be stupid through the roof priced, and maybe even just like this card will be as well um, because of the limited set run. But you know, at least it opens another avenue for for players to try to get access um, to this card. So moving on from multicolor, we've got artifact, and the first artifact I have on here is Heapdal. Now this isn't the greatest card of all time, but again, it's not terrible. And I was trying to stay away from box toppers with my list. I'm happy to see this card. It's a, a, a Scarecrow, one-one artifact creature for one, and I, I you know, I, I love reading the articles around Halloween time where people are trying to build like Commander Scarecrow decks and stuff. So that's one reason I like it. But another reason is its ability. So sacrifice Heap Dial, Heap Dial, and exile target card from a graveyard. So again, from a graveyard. It's not just your graveyard or your opponent's graveyard. You get to choose. Um, which graveyard you want to start, you know, take a card and exile it from. So it, it's useful, it's cheap, it's a 1-1 one, one for 1, and then you can sack it and exile a card from a graveyard. Not a bad price to pay. Happy to see him come back. This next card is a single that I actually bought a couple weeks, oh boy, what, a week and a half ago now? Um, right before the entire, I believe it was a week ago, so literally a couple days before ultimate masters uh entire list was spoiled and now i'm i mean a i'm still happy i got it because i needed it but um this card's coming back phyrexian altar so this is an artifact for three and it allows you to sacrifice a creature to add one mana of any color to your mana pool so it's it's super useful especially when you're running a deck that's built on sacrificing this is a great sack outlet and it's a very useful sack outlet because you sack something to get mana so really happy to see this come back it's a card that's used a lot specifically in commander and um, i needed a copy for myself because i'm trying to build a new sack deck and this was one of the final pieces i needed so i'm happy i got one still hoping i get more when this set releases because it's just an awesome card and it's super useful. Um, the last artifact I chose to talk about is Vessel of Endless Rest. So this is an artifact uh, that costs three, and when it enters the battlefield, put target card from a graveyard on the bottom of its owner's library. So you can do that to help yourself. Um, if you're playing an opponent who's running stuff, you know, hey, when this is in your graveyard, it does this, then you can flip that out of their graveyard, get it back into their library, and they're not able to use that ability anymore. So you think, you know, um, Anger or Brawn or, you know, one of those incarnations that allows you to utilize the card from your graveyard. Um, if your opponent's using that, then you can take away that ability from them. But also you tap it and it adds one mana of any color. So for only three, uh, that's useful in say commander decks, right? When you can use that to have access to mana of any color you want. You know, yeah, it's only one, but when you get to choose the color, um, it's it's super useful. So happy to see that come back. It's a common, but I think it's a very solid common, right? It's not a, it's not a, not a world ender, but it's a, it's a great card and it's a solid common. 
Uh, moving on now, we are going to lands. And this is the last section, I believe, because I didn't talk about box toppers. Yes, just checking my notes. Last section here uh, of the little bit of a review I'm doing. And now, so as I mentioned before, I was trying to avoid box toppers, but when it came to the lands, I just, I couldn't, right? Because there, there are good ones and bad ones that are box toppers. So there wasn't really a, a choice. And the ones that were left out from the box topper, I really didn't feel like, oh, wow, that's one I want to talk about necessarily. So we're, we're going to talk way more box toppers here than we talked about at any other point in the discussion. So the first land is Ancient Tomb. Um, this is a, a, a colorless land. Tap it. Add two colorless land to your mana pool. Ancient Tomb do, deals two damage to you. This card's been around forever. Super happy to see it reprinted because it's it's expensive, right? This is a card that everybody runs in every format, and you you got you got to pay for it, right? Because of its scarcity. So the reprint helps. I'm I'm really excited for it. I don't have any ancient tombs, so I'm hoping that this helps me uh, get one for cheaper if I have to get the single, or you know, hey, I can pull one, and then I'm really happy. Um, after ancient tomb, I have you know another staple here, uh, cavern of souls. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you get to choose a creature type, um, and then you can tap it to add one colorless land, or you can tap it to add one mana of any color, and you have to spend that mana only to cast a creature spell of the chosen type and that spell can't be countered. So if you're running tribal here, uh, Cavern of Souls is something you want. I want this specifically for my Vampire EDH deck. Um, you know, or even, hey, this would really help mana fixing if you're running a uh, 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 um, improved version of, of the Ur Dragon, right? Or something like that. Basically, this is going to help anything, but I really want it specifically for my Vampire deck and my Dragon deck. Hell, I'd even put it in my Wizards deck. Um, it's an awesome, awesome card. I I really want to get my hands on one. Just like this next card that I also really want to get my hands on. It's it's rare. It It's hard to find. When you do find it, it's super pricey. Um, I don't like spending high double digits on just one card if I don't have to. Um, just because I'm not out there trying to collect every single card of every set. I'll get what I can and and go from there so seeing it reprinted is very exciting for me and that card is caracas uh it's a legendary land tap it to add one planes or the best part everybody's favorite part of this tap it to return target legendary creature to its owner's hand so guess what that commander that you want to put back in your command zone well not this time it's going to your hand uh that's that's my favorite use for it is commander it just screws with everyone since your commander has to be uh you know a legendary card so that's what i'm looking for this for i really want to get one i believe it was reprinted in uh wasn't it reprinted in one of the other master sets i can't think of which one off the top of my head either way i don't have it yet looking forward to getting it love that they reprinted caracas again we are down to the final two and the second to last card was only printed in urza's saga previously which is actually i loved the urza's block i thought it was freaking awesome loved playing it wish i had still had a bunch of my stuff from it uh, but unfortunately i don't and this reprint that i'm super excited for is phyrexian tower this is another legendary land you can tap it to add one colorless mana to your mana pool or you can tap it and sacrifice a creature to add two black mana to your mana pool super useful sack outlet again and a card that boy what does this sit between 40 and 50 bucks regularly i think uh for one of these bad boys and it was again the original uh printing was in urza saga and that was the only like full set that it was released in so definitely happy to see this bad boy being reprinted it's a it's a fantastic card it's a card that people use a lot still today and it definitely definitely needed a reprint uh, the last card on my list is the last land you'll see on the list, and that is Urborg, Tomb of Yawgmoth. This is another legendary land, which allows, uh, it, it reads, each land is a swamp in addition to its other land types. So basically, you are you are uh, mana fixing anything you need for, for black here. Um, if there's any drawback to this card, it's that it says each land is a swamp because it does not say each land you control is now a swamp so you're also mana fixing for your opponent your opponent so you're taking a bit of a gamble if they can use all these extra swamps uh to their advantage however if you can get what you need first or your opponent can't really take advantage of that then you're doing just fine and you're fixing excuse me fixing only for yourself 
this is another land that's super pricey, um, super rare, and I'm just so glad that it's getting reprinted. If, if I had one one thing that I'm a little sad about after seeing this reprinted, it's that they didn't reprint um, Cabal Coffers with it. Now, that might have just been too insane. Um, you know, some of these other lands, Phyrexian Tower, Caracas, uh, you know, Cavern of Souls, Ancient Tomb, these, these, these that I just discussed, and even some of the other ones that are released are awesome already that maybe cabal coffers was just a little too much so we're gonna have to wait and again since this is the the last uh significant masters printing uh for some time whatever that means i'm gonna guess probably at least two years you know we're gonna have to wait a while most likely for something like cabal coffers to come back but if it comes back and i've i managed to get my hands on one of these urborgs then i'll be waiting happily 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 waiting so that wraps it up for this quick mini review of the final spoilers of the Ultimate Masters set. Again, this set releases on Friday, December 7th. Everywhere is taking pre-orders right now. Um, if you can, order this from your from your local game store. Uh, if you're looking to get boxes, the box toppers are great added value. A lot of places aren't selling this for the MSRP of like 355 or whatever asinine uh, number it is. Um, I think that's a little high. You can get it for almost $100 less um, from many game stores. So if you're going to do it, do it that way. Support your LGS. You can get blister packs in, in major retailers, but those blister packs, um, you can't get box toppers in. So if you want to take that gamble, that's the way to do it. But as always, support your LGS because if you don't, where are you going to play? You're going to go play FNM at Walmart? That's not how that works. You know, so uh, definitely, definitely, definitely support your local game store if you can. Um, we'll be back next week. And, you know, I keep saying, oh, yeah, next week is going to be when we talk about formats and what we like and what we don't like and how we'd improve it or how we'd change this. And every time I say that, we end up having a different episode instead. So I'm hoping that next week does end up being the the format episode but i'm not going to make that promise so we'll just say you know hang tight until next week thank you thank you thank you for listening um please make sure you rate review and subscribe it, whatever service you use uh itunes google play stitcher iHeartRadio, the podbean app you know um, please make sure you tell your friends if they're interested in magic as well um growing our audience is something that we are actively trying to do and if you'd like to be a part of the community you can find us on instagram or facebook at homebrew magic i'm currently working on launching our website that'll just be homebrewmagic.com so when that's ready i'll put an announcement on the facebook page on the instagram page and we'll also announce it in in the closest uh, podcast release uh, once that's up and running. Uh, or if you'd like to just drop us an email, you can find us, uh, hit us up at homebrewmagicmke, that's M as in Milwaukee, at gmail.com, and uh, drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you guys uh, because the, the listeners, the fans are the lifeblood of the show. So let us know what you'd like to hear in a future episode. Let us know what you think we can do uh, better, or let us know what you think we missed in, you know, hey, our top 10 magic cards, or even this quick little mini review of Ultimate Masters. What are you excited for? Tell us, let us know, because we'll bring that up in our community, uh, in a future podcast, you know, whatever. So, so yeah, get a hold of us, please. We want to hear from you. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, until next time, Get that pre-order in and support your LGS, all right? Catch you guys later.